0: Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. Let's start the show.
1: This is a podcast on the PodFix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.
0: Super Movie Brothers, episode 142. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I'm back, baby.
1: I'm Super Movie Brother Jay. Hey, Jay.
0: It's been one week since you looked at me. Got your head in the sides and I'm angry. All right, man, you were missing last week. No one knew where you were. You just kind of fell off the face of the earth. The only thing you told me was, hey, can't record this week. Too busy. Bye. <laughs> and, like, that's it. Like, that's that's all I got from you. So I was what...
1: waiting for your questions to, like, ask yeah. why. Like, we, yeah. No. <laughs>
0: No, you're a grown ass man. You don't I need know. me checking in on you.
1: But no, honestly, it just wouldn't work out. We wouldn't. You wouldn't have been able to um, edit in time. I had most of the week all booked up with just different kind of various birthday celebrations with different kind of friend groups or family members, um, and one work related thing that just kind of went late, but. It, yeah, so it was just a very very busy week. It just wasn't going to happen. Ah, there was um, like
0: to see. I thought there was like this air of mystery about it. Like no, like it's it, it just it like just, I was just. It was just the up. way. You, it, was just the way was just it. it was just the way you did it. It was just the way you did. You're like I just I just can't. I just can't. Like almost like don't ask me why. <laughs> but I just can't.
1: Well, I, I mean, I think I give it to you a uh, two week notice or something like that when I realized. No, I'm you like, told me uh, after we finished recording
0: for episode 140 that you couldn't right. do 141. So it's a week notice, but. You know, I was just like, okay, I mean, whatever. I don't care. I'll just get Lauren to fill in. She's better than you anyway. She just doesn't, she just doesn't want to do it all the time. You know. It is fun listening to you guys. <laughs> all right, man. So other, other than you know, family stuff and work stuff, which no one wants yeah. to hear about, what did you get up to this week, man?
1: Well, more than anything, I guess you can say um, my Friday and Saturday night was rather eventful so my birthday was the second to last well celebration was the second to last day for broken goblet to close um their current location to move into their new location in about a month or so and it was nice because our friend righteous was up and doing a lot of different kind of musical skits and things
0: with with the costume change for every song
1: yeah wigs (laughs) and lips and oh my god you never know what you're going to get with him so that was a lot of fun then having just kind of a bunch of random people that i'm friends with just popping in and out throughout the night just um you know wishing me a happy birthday buying me a beer real quick and that was kind of nice and it was just a fun little send-off, and it was it was a little emotional, you know, seeing all the owners there, and and then having fun with a little sex doll.
0: <laughs> yes, which is which was a picture that I put up on yes. Twitter. For if our you listen. guys caught
1: that, please delete it from your phones. Yeah, you might to delete it? You might. It was only up. I'm for saving it because I thought it was a good photo. Oh, it's on I my mean, phone. It, it's it's it was fun. I, I gave you I gave you the approval. Yes, and I, then I did ask, and then the next day. Literally, this conversation popped up on the way up to New York City for the bachelor party that I was going to about how everything can butt you in the ass
0: one day if it's right.
1: on social media somehow. But and you're I not
0: considering just... the source of the people telling that. Those are all rich, successful men True. who hold real careers and have that... families <laughs> right. and kids. You, not saying you don't have a real career because you do have a job and you're a man, but. Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> It's not the same for you as it is for them. <laughs>
1: you, you, you. <Yeah. laughs> they
0: they have real consequences. They blew money
1: they blew more money that that night than I do a whole month. Yeah, exactly. Earnings yeah. from my job. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: yeah. So for them, the consequences are pretty dire. For you, it's like eh. I- I'll survive this. For them, it could be it could be career ending, life right. ending. So, but, but for the, you, yeah, you, but you the survive. Ne- but the
1: next day, I w- I started drinking again. Yeah, three o'clock, and and the you know, and and it was just on from there. Twelve hours later, I didn't crash till about three three thirty that
0: night. I'll never publicly post those photos again, never. But in private, <laughs> I'm never getting rid of them either. I don't so, blame you. If you guys didn't see it, it is a picture of Jay being it's awfully. A- Awfully risque Look. with an inflatable doll <laughs> at the at the Broken Goblet Brewery. I didn't post the pictures of what you did to the doll after we were done with our photos. Yes, yeah, so that's a little little too X rated. <laughs> Not even X rated. <laughs> that was fucking Game of Thrones. <laughs> it was like she tried to invade your wall, oh, so you so you just put her on a pike for the whole world to see. Uh, like, this is what happens when you fuck with Jay. Yeah, let your imagination run with that one because that's kind of true. <laughs> But it was it was a lot of fun hanging out for your birthday. But this bachelor party, man. What did you guys do? You guys went up to New York and like all that stuff. You were you were rubbing elbows with like rich and semi-famous people while you Drew, were there.
1: Yeah, you know, there ended up being about 11 guys. Um we took a ride of four of us into this one car up to the hotel. And mostly did a lot of casual drinking, uh, stopped at a Hooters on the way up to New York. It was a kind of fun little one-drink stop, um, little pee break. And then, yeah, we just had a nice, great dinner. It started at, like, 9 o'clock p.m. You know, it was really late, a Tao restaurant downtown, and it was really cool. And then just kind of going to this, you know, big party Limo bus downtown to another fancy, fancy, fancy uh, strip club that had way too many girls. I mean, they were just flooding. Everybody, I'm just flabbergasted
0: that you stopped at a Hooters. Like I'm talking about, like I'm thinking these dudes are like high society, pinkies in the air and stuff, and they go to fucking Hooters.
1: Well, because it was a peace stop, and then like literally, that's what was there right off the peace stop. It wasn't a rest stop; it was just an exit. We just took, and it was right there, attached to a day's in. Believe it or not. (laughs) <laughs> i swear to god it must have been the shittiest area known to mankind because i have no idea this is somewhere i've never around? heard of a hooters literally on the basement level attached
0: to a day's Inn. this is some this is somewhere around jersey city i'm assuming it is <laughs> i figured yeah but so, you guys you guys like spent the whole night it, it, in manhattan right oh yeah manhattan man and i got lucky and i drank in manhattan a few times and the last time was with duty and mon from Look. from shaking not nerd and that was the most expensive like drinking night I've had. Like in my, we were on a rooftop bar and they were charging $15 per beer. Yeah. And then cocktails were 25, $30 a piece.
1: It's kind of insane. I got really lucky. Just kind of waiting for people to buy rounds of drinks or something like that, or for it to be available. you were the dude
0: that's like never around. But then when someone's like shots, 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 you just fucking appear like, what do you need? What do you need?
1: (laughs) It was cool. But like my, my sister, she was a great bride to be. She actually was really cool. And at dinner had a round of shots when we first got seated of tequila for everybody at the table with a note and everything and, and just wishing us a fun night and that. And then, and then she also bought a dessert too. So it, it was, it was a nice little uh, surprise well, gesture. Sorry, she that was, She had. She
0: was there. No, she oh.
1: called tile ahead of time. Oh, she called her her yeah. It was really oh. smooth on her part. Yeah. So that was, that was really, really cool. It was a nice little surprise. Um, and yeah and then the rest of the night was just uh strip club and then people just dropping like flies like either spending a fuckload of money there or bailing out really quick like i don't feel right in this place and i was the same way i'm like this is too much i'm like girls you're doing yourself no favors talking to me right now i have no money (laughs) and one dude was like honey give him a dance and and and, and he bought me a dance really quick but it's it's stupid it's all like right there it's not like a real couch dance you can't like you know there's no touching really they're just kind of like Talking like, and 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 just kind of straddle you, and that's about it. No There's nothing much
0: to it. <laughs> no thanks. I I I always offer like if strip clubs are involved, I always offer to be like uh, I'll stay with the sick drunks because I actually don't like going inside strip clubs that much. Dave, I'd I've rather stay with the people seen throwing so up. So
1: many strippers in one club, it was <laughs> ridiculous.
0: I have no interest in ever like going back to a strip club. I've had too many bad experiences. Uh, like I didn't I, like it at all. And when I say too many bad experiences, one bad experience, Jay, one and i'll uh, i'll tell this story now and i'll explain it now and it's Ooh, the- please do yeah okay Fair warning for all of you guys. I know we put explicit on all of our episodes and never more has that been appropriate than the conversation me and Jay are are, uh, about to have. and kind of turns into a level of debauchery that I think even regular listeners of the show might be surprised about. So if you're listening to us at work or uh, around people that you may not want to hear this discussion, why don't you go ahead and pop in those headphones. Uh, And if you really aren't interested in that and you just want us to talk about the movies, yeah, skip ahead. I go to a strip club. I am somewhere around... I'm probably around 19 years old, right? Uh, And there's this place down in Philadelphia. We all nickname it Show and Smell, but its real name is Show and Tell. Okay,
1: I think I know where you're going with. So Show and Tell is
0: is an awful place. (laughs) I have two very distinct memories about that place yeah. <laughs> it is an awful place so we were young out of high school college summer like no one really had anything to do the next day so we were all like "Ah, oh, let's go down to show and tell it's the only strip club that allows non-21 year olds in. you mm-hmm. would go in you'd pay your cover charge they would put a big black x on your hand <laughs> with practically washable marker so <laughs> yeah, uh, we would then go wash the marker off and it was also byob people could bring in beer there so we used to go w- walk around with like five bucks give people like five bucks hey give us a beer and they'll give you a beer they don't care of course yeah and as long as you don't have the x on your hand no one's saying shit to you so used to rub it off and stuff like that so we went on a sunday night sunday nights used to be a very special night jay it's a very special night there 11 p.m 11 p.m dildo <laughs> shows <laughs> We didn't. Oh, we were unaware man. of this. Unaware yeah. of this. But we go in. It and, sounds so much more
1: sexy than a real. But is. it really is. It's this. Oh, it's it's disturbing.
0: It's pretty depraved. Yeah. All right. You think that you, was my
1: last time I ever going there.
0: You think you can enjoy watching it like on a porno and stuff like that? You hundred percent can because there's a distance with the screen. You know, like you're watching it on your phone. It's just a, dis- a slight filter. Yeah. When it's up close and it's right there in front of you, it's like oh. This is this is quite graphic. Now, I'm not a prude by any stretch of the imagination, but what was going on in this place was by far Caligula level like just debauchery. So we go inside. And the dildo show's going on, and it's it's pretty mundane for the most part i mean it's a lot of like there's some licking there's some some insertion stuff like that, but for the most part most of them it was just more of like a dance with a little extra with with a little prop to go along with it. But when the final girl came out, it was the squirt show which oh. was the worst thing I had ever been a party to it actually caused most of us to leave so what oh my a,
1: god i didn't know uh,
0: uh yeah so there was oh, you didn't tell me this. there was one woman who could you know female ejaculate at a distance like she got some volume and some distance on it there were men lining up to be in like the splash zone like it's fucking sea world oh my god like it's fucking sea world should and, be a patreon discussion right <laughs> now is- <laughs> so for me i'm just like nope i'm out I'm out because why would you be stand dude, there and be like dude. I want to be bathed in a, a perfect strangers bodily fluids like why would you There's there men are opening their people. mouths like ah, yeah. I'm dude, catching it and it's like it's it's just glorified mm. pee guys you're you're just being peed on right now that's that's what's happening I'm going to go I'm going to go I'm going to go See, my, I want to go and my, then we left <laughs> yeah
1: mine was actually a, a girl on girl uh, dildo show. Oh, the, so was this. And one of the girls was really into it and the other girl was so not into right. it and that was really fucking disturbing because I'm like, "Oh god." Yeah that, that the harsh reality of that scene and just seeing how this girl
0: does That's not why they want always you tell you to never make eye contact. Oh, oh god. at a strip club because you wind up just seeing the sadness. Yeah. And then and I saw it. And, and then, That was the last time I ever went. And yeah. then it gets reflected back at you. And oh. then you're like, "I'm just as sad cuz I'm here." <laughs> it's Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Glad you had a great weekend. That place is raunchy,
1: man. That place is raunchy.
0: I haven't been there. That that was, so I was 19. I can't
1: believe it's still there. I was 19 years old. I guess I do believe it because it's, you know, there's nothing like it.
0: So if I was 19 (laughs) years old, that makes it 2006 was the last time I was there, Jay. So that is 12 years. I have no clue whether they've scaled themselves up, whether they've become, you know, a decent gentleman's club. I don't know if there is such thing as a decent gentleman's club. I've never been to them. If there are, maybe they're out there, but probably the closest thing to a decent one is just a basic titty bar.
1: Where all the girls are just, I guess. you know, there's only a couple of them. They're barely dancing. But like when
0: you're young, you're, like, you're, you're thinking like like that's the end all be all. Like you're just like, when I'm old enough, I'm going to a strip club because who doesn't of love course of And course. then you get there and then like if you're an introspective person, you're can just you, like, Can I no. take
1: this a little farther now? So my first time ever going to a strip club was show and tell when I was 18 years old. And I was so gung ho and going crazy. I saw the hottest chick I ever saw there. Woman woman (laughs) and i paid her a hundred dollars to go into the back room
0: and give you a hand job while you were wearing a condom and she was wearing latex gloves i was (laughs)
1: well i don't know what i could have gotten i was i I completely inexperienced i had no idea what the experience all i all i knew is i saw this girl and i made a beeline to her i just I, i didn't tell anybody i disappeared so essentially yeah i'm wearing a condom and she's supposed to massage me. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. I want to massage you. <laughs> and and she was like, All right. So I yeah, it was just
0: So you gave her a massage. You paid to give me her a massage.
1: Wearing a condom uh, okay. and, and just, you know, we're both naked and I'm just massaging her. And that's pretty much that's that's that was it. That's that's was, you, that was it. That's I what mean, you paid a
0: hundred dollars. I know, I know.
1: <laughs> I know. I did it all wrong. I don't know, I you know
0: Boy, did she sucker you? <laughs> she did. She certainly did. She looks at you like, you he's like, you don't know how this works, do you, son? Not a bit. And my buddies had no
1: idea where I was. So they were outside <laughs> looking for me. They thought I got like fucking jacked up by some dude. They had no idea. They didn't know what to expect.
0: Well, for all you people listening to this at work. Yeah, sorry.
1: Super, <laughs> super sorry. I'll have to add a word. We might in. have to do a disclaimer. i have when to do we, a uh, disclaimer
0: for this. Put but, this out. But Jay, yeah. let's, let's head over and let's get into our listener questions. One of which involves that picture of you that will become so notorious you could ask yourself a question do i feel lucky well do you punk it just raises too many questions excuse me i'd like to ask you a few questions
1: the answer to the ultimate question of life
0: the universe and everything. Right, this week is a big listener question week, Jay. Because there's a lot of cool things that, that, that are kind of going on right around now. I wanted to know what our listeners' feedback was on some of those things. Now, last week, we did a caption contest for me getting awfully forward with a seal. Uh, that was at Guinness Brewery. Mm. But it was your birthday this week. And it as was. you recounted, you know, going through what you did this week, you, you had a very special gift given to you by the guys over at Broken Goblet. Yes. <laughs> so... I posted a picture of you, which it's gone now. It's gone, but I can paint a picture for you guys. It is a African American inflatable doll body, right with, with a, a with a white white face.
1: Whitewashed Asian face.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, it was quite the hybrid. No, it is it is a black actress, but it was strange <laughs> that they that they just whitewashed the face. But anyway, you're being. Far more forward than I was being with that seal, with this inflatable doll. I believe I believe you're pinching the nipples and licking well, the cheek. you know,
1: <laughs> when all of her holes are just open yeah. <laughs> and accessible and ready to be uh, played with. So, uh. <laughs>
0: I posted a picture for less than 24 hours on our Twitter for people to do a caption contest for. So, just like last week, you know, we had a winner last week. They chose the, the digital download code for get out. Mm-hmm people are going to be leaving their comments for this picture and they're going to get a digital download code for the best one but you're going to have to pick the best one jay now unlike last week there's probably about three times as many comments for this photo than there was for mine so (laughs) yeah this was a doozy so first off the cinema guys said hey gosling this is how you properly take care of a lady The monster closet said, Damn, still can't get good reception because you were pinching the nipples, Jay. (laughs) I was lightly teasing them. What were they thinking? Podcast said, Well, better than a tube sock, I think. (laughs) (laughs) My annoyed side said, Can you feel up the air tonight? Instead of, can you feel the love tonight? That's pretty creative, I guess. Can you feel up the air tonight? Hmm. (laughs) What does it matter podcast said, please stand by. Your calls are very important to us. (laughs) (laughs) This one, all right, this one cracks me up. I love this picture. I love this one, but it's actually a GIF. And since they didn't actually make the comment, I don't think. I don't think they they have a chance of winning, but yeah, I mean, I understand sometimes it- they showed a picture. It's it's a gif of the hardest part of an interracial relationship, and it's them trying to take selfies together, and the 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 smartphone camera is trying to find the right balance of light and dark, from, yeah. and it whitewashes them, blacks them out, and it just it's just not working. And that that I I cracked up at, but I was like, but you, that's not that's not an original comment. So, no it's not, but it was funny. It was funny. <laughs> Perfectly timed, but not it's not not good enough. So I married a movie geek, Justin, our good friend. He says Lars and the real unlucky girl. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that movie. Coming off the reels, said, "Don't get any ideas, Hollywood. This does not count as fair representation in film." <laughs>
1: mm.
0: Curtis said, all the way Jay finally found a girl who let him live up to his nickname. <laughs> I didn't even know you were called all the way Jay until that moment. Until Curtis said I'll, you're all the way Jay. Look, <laughs> I'll take it. I'm surprised I never heard that before. <laughs> it goes well. Chris Brickenbein said he didn't know it then, but this picture would end his career in 15 years. What's funny this is, is why but no, <laughs> I to but delete it. What I thought was great about that comment is he's very optimistic. Sometime between now and the next 15 years, you're going to have a career that will be ruined by this picture. So, hey, I'm going to be proud of you for at least having a career. For 15 (laughs) years, I'm happy, too.
1: And I'll be back to where I'm at right now. (laughs) But
0: at least you enjoyed the high life
1: for (laughs) some time. Hopefully, I saved a little bit of cash.
0: (laughs) Paul, over on the Countdown Pod, said, Here's one that won't ask for a commitment. (laughs) True. Very on the nose. Sean threw in some other ones, but this one I really like. Because it looks like you're whispering in her ear, Sean said, none of these holes are for food. <laughs> oh, uh, man. All right. Podcast 42 said, and this was the start of the blow up doll. We also movement. <laughs> that doll may be pressing some charges, Jay. I know. That's true. They have a, a foundation probably going towards a. Uh Creepers like me, more gooder than podcast. Chris, he said, you have to kiss a lot of frogs before you find your prince. Mike Sybert said, Oh, ill. Do you have any idea where that's been? I wouldn't be licking on that. uh well, you know, when you're like ten drinks in, you know, you 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 just don't really think about that stuff. The rant with Herman James said, you taste like mom. (laughs) 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 Red and blue. Dave said, so if I put my tongue here and twist here and then here got it bbc radio 2 <laughs> i know bbc is also like that's also british broadcasting yeah but then i was also thinking like big black cock is it <laughs> it might <laughs> Was that a double entendre? Is that what he's getting at? The sequel, too. Like, <laughs> yeah. P. Morelli said, "A custodian's affordable date with inflation, <laughs> because there is broomsticks and like a wash basin that is behind you in the picture. Because we, we were in the back, we were in the back room, the, of the emptied brewery. out
1: brewing area yeah. for broken goblet.
0: Yeah, so we were in, we were in the back, so <laughs> they wouldn't
1: let you take that thing out front. Jeez, I'm surprised <laughs> it was actually blown up still. Yeah. And he pulled it out of this like weird like metal cabinet." Yeah, and just gave it right to me, and I was like, oh, I'm
0: "So uh, honored." Via VHS podcast, Wes over there said, "An inflated head full of air than a sex doll." <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jay, that's really it for the comments. Do you have a particularly favorite one?
1: I'd like the I like that last one, but I think I might have to go with
0: I think I'm gonna go with
1: uh, Lars and the Real Unlucky Girl all right yeah i mean because i love that movie you do and i like the little pun and i i i, I think and, it's nice and it it works. justin
0: knows you well enough yes. that he knows you love gosling and love that exactly movie. So, all right nice fit justin at so i married a movie geek i will reach out to you so that you can pick out your digital movie download code good job buddy all right jay meat and potatoes now like the real listener questions Just that I that i got into this week so some people may not be aware but this past week snyder kind of held like what a lot of people are dubbing snyder con he was at a movie theater in pasadena california and he was showing off his films for three days and it was great interaction with with fans and everything like that big q a's afterwards and sure. a lot of stuff was said is is what it comes down to and he he really just got very candid about himself uh, his films and you know working within the studios and stuff like that. So I, yeah, he's he's a man unhinged now. I yeah, think, uh, to say the least. <laughs> I wouldn't say unhinged. I'd say untethered uh, is better. Better word. Yes, yeah. unhinged implies uh, that he's gone I, right, off the rails. Right, right, but right, right. Yeah. Untethered means you know, he, he has no just, contract.
1: So yes, yeah, it essentially just does not give a fuck.
0: So the thing I wanted to know is because of all these candid comments, it it sparked the conversation all over again of you know the Snyder Cut of Justice League. We know that he had a Snyder Cut for. Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. It eventually saw the light of day when it came to Blu ray and DVD. You know, people were able to get that extended cut. And some people actually find that cut a lot better than the theatrical cut. And a lot of people, you know, he has his supporters out there. He has an extremely, extremely vocal minority that really champion him. And I I find that extremely interesting and because of his comments about, you know, the Snyder cut actually being done. It's done. He's edited it. It's all together. It's just in the hands of Warner Brothers. So whatever they want to do with it is going to be up to them. Isn't that a little surprising?
1: No. No, because looking, thinking back on it, I thought he was not done and like wasn't even really close. And then
0: he had to walk away. It seemed like midway through production. He kind of he kind of left and it was always left up up in the air, whether it was personal reasons or whether he was fired. But that's that's what I never no one ever really settled that. It was probably a combination. So does the
1: Zack Snyder cut include some Joss Whedon stuff?
0: I, that I don't know.
1: That's what doesn't make any sense. That I'm like I don't I'm, I'm, I'm a little confused by this. Like, is it all him? More than or likely- is it his? like editing cut and take on more
0: than likely given the fact that that film had a huge delay and they went back and refilmed a lot of it remember they edited out superman's mustache more than likely his cut was already done when he was let go and they brought joss in because warner brothers didn't like it he probably had a complete film (sighs) when he was let go so anyway the snyder cuts out there so what i wanted to know jay is if they were to release the snyder cut what are people's interest in seeing it so top five pod said definitely not Just flat out no. Sam at Son of Sam said definitely would be much better than the mess Joss Whedon left us with, and I, I think I don't.
1: Oh, I don't necessarily overly blame Joss.
0: Well, there's something to be said for for, for that in that at least we would have had a singular vision. At the very least. Which we always would want more than the latter. The Crossover Podcast said, Zack Snyder is a talentless hack who peaked with his first film, which was a remake of an already awesome movie. Michael Bay has more rewatchable, has more rewatchable movies than him. Let that sink in for a moment. I guess that's kind of true. (laughs) It's kind of true, I think. I don't know about the talentless hack, because there's... Oh, that's a little harsh, but... I'll get into some Zack Snyder stuff when we finish to the comments and stuff like that. But rewatchability, I think, yeah, maybe Michael Bay has him on that count. I think he's right. (laughs) Invasion of the Remake said, most likely, it would be interesting to see if the story works better. And I think there is something to be said for that. The Super Powered Fancast said, the vitriolic Snyder fans have dissuaded me, and I championed after Watchmen for Snyder. I enjoyed Man of Steel and parts of bvs but i'm not interested in going back not anymore matinee heroes said hashtag hard pass (laughs) millennial mike he says i'm here because of man of steel that's it i don't care for most comic book films these days aside from that hashtag dark phoenix and whatever sony is doing with spider-man universe of marvel characters is all that interests me the cut is the last thing i want to see from dc right now geek to me radio said too much has been made out of it and his zealots have turned me off from the idea that being said i'm sure in 10 years or so if they release something or they end up doing an animated adaptation i'd be interested in seeing it after dinner movie says nope (laughs) <laughs> 90's man 11 says everybody wants it even the haters subconsciously want it now that's the thing like I don't hate Snyder and I don't even really hate any of the movies he's done I'm not a hater but I'm definitely not a defender I just I'm so indifferent that's why I had to ask this question because no it's a valid question yeah, I and mean, a lot of people I wanna, have strong points of who's, view. who's interested in it and, I, and ultimately is there money to be made out there by releasing it
1: well that you brought up some interesting points in yeah. pre-production about that idea d
0: crazy cat lady said No, just no. I get it. I, you know, some people have very, very dissatisfied viewpoints on him. Absolutely. My question is what happens when it is released? And with all the special effects, people realize it's a hollow story like all the other ones happy new nuts said before i was at least curious about it but hearing the story ideas and his little wake up from my dream world comment now i'm fine with what we got and i'm glad dceu is moving away from him let the past die kill it if you have to nerds and mark said i would definitely be interested but only to see how whacked out crazy 100 snyder version fully rendered would be remember sucker punch now think that but with a bunch of our collective beloved superheroes. And that's that truly is horrifying. Like, <laughs> I shudder at that thought. <laughs> Leonidas said, 100%, we want it. Dalen Bremer says, can people please shut up about the Snyder Cut? Releasing it won't make Justice League a better film. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Wes from via VHS says, I really dislike Justice League, but I would watch the Snyder cut out of curiosity. The reason it's going to be hard to release that version is because it's probably really, really bad. The worst part of DCEU has been Zack Snyder. Why would anyone think more Snyder would help? So here's, here's my thoughts on all of it. I, I don't hate Snyder. I don't love Snyder. I do really respect his style of filmmaking because I think stylistically, I like the way his movies look for the most part.
1: I like what he's trying to do. How I, exactly. I do think he pulls it that's off, exactly, though.
0: I think that's exactly it. But when it comes to his stories, I think they are kind of fucked. <laughs> What a story, Mark. Like I've, I I think they're they're overly complicated. And I understand that in his mind, he's making thinking man's superhero movies. And and there is a lot of depth in there, and there's a lot of things that are going on with characters that aren't necessarily said. They're, they're just kind of shown or, or even implied, sure. but they're not necessarily said. So that resonated with a lot of people, but it, it resonated negatively with a lot more people is what it comes down to. Warner Brothers stands to make zero money from releasing a Snyder cut of this movie. The only thing it would appease is the very vocal minority who do want to see it and do support Zack Snyder. You know, I, I do think that Man of Steel was a good movie. I liked that, that one. And then BVS had its problems. The ultimate cut that eventually came out on Blu-ray was better than the theatrical cut. It was also 32 minutes longer, but it was better, more cohesive, made more sense. Right. But
1: which is interesting because the Justice League that we got was short.
0: Right. But adding that 32 minutes into BVS still wasn't enough to save it. It didn't make it a great movie. It didn't even make it a really good movie. It just made a bad movie make more sense. And that's it. So I think that's more or less what you would get with this Justice League. Now, some rumors say that the Zack Snyder cut would be four hours long, close to four hours long. So you can never release that in theaters. And what I think, you know, we could really do with it would be Warner Brothers, if they ever wanted to make money off of it, you put it onto a streaming service, but you don't just put it onto one, you make them bid for it, or you put it on your own streaming service that they have the, the, you know, the DC Universe app, and then you get everyone who isn't already bought into that on it and you make money that way from it that way, because the problem with releasing it is it does stand to hurt what they're doing now. If they're trying to move away from that, as a lot of people were saying, they would like to move away from it if Warner Brothers is also trying to move away from Zack Snyder's version of the DCEU and releasing it to mass audiences or putting it out there for everyone to see like theatrical release or a Blu-ray release and stuff like that, then you're basically lending credence to it and you stand to hurt whatever vision for your future you're moving towards.
1: I think in five years is a a good amount of time that'll part ways from that idea and also I think from just the sheer curiosity factor for me, I am. I'm even if it's four hours long, I'll watch it. Yeah, just out of curiosity. So would I. I. That's that's exactly it. I'm
0: intrigued. I don't want to see it. If this whole conversation about release the Snyder Cut were to die tomorrow and no one was to ever mention it again, and this movie was never going to be released, I would never give it a second thought ever again. Absolutely, never. No. But if it's going to come out out of sheer curiosity, I'm going to check it out.
1: Yeah. And I, and I think a lot of the people that said, absolutely. No, they would come around to it at some point. The
0: majority of people are not for this. The majority of, 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 of comments that we were reading off there, they're not into it. No one's really into it. It's just that vocal minority that want it. So another thing that I was thinking, and, and this is one where we could take something as negative as as Zack Snyder's version of the DCEU or something as negative as Justice League the movie, and we could turn it into a positive, Jay. You want to see this cut? Donate to charity. Donate this much to a charity if you want to, or you know, if you want to see the cut. Yeah. Zack Snyder could choose the charity. Sure. I think that would be a great way to make some lemonade out of all these motherfucking lemons.
1: yeah well guess what i don't think hollywood's up to doing that warner <laughs> no, brothers is already going broke right. they need every fucking yeah, drop, exactly. of, drop of <laughs> <laughs>
0: i think the stream <laughs> pennies they can get i think the streaming service idea is is probably it's, it's
1: fitting in the way yeah. the direction of hollywood is going it makes a lot more sense And the way. best
0: part about that is warner brothers doesn't have to put out a whole lot of money to do that right because no, no. they don't have to make any physical media all they have to do is let streaming services bid for it or put it on their own streaming service and let people come and watch it they can only stand to make money but it could like i said hurt them in the long run, and that would probably be why they they wouldn't do that. But it's an idea for all those people still clamoring for hope that miracles can happen. Probably not. (laughs) All right, Jay, our final question of the week. On the other side of the movie comic book realm, I had to know. Avengers Endgame is wrapping up. We got that awesome new trailer about two weeks ago. Tickets are going on sale April 2nd for Avengers Endgame. And I, I'm pretty sure we are at that point where we're at the fever pitch for it. Everyone is has, has reached their max saturation level of excitement for Endgame. And it's imminently coming. So I had to know, looking back, what is everyone's favorite MCU film thus far? Tasteless Podcast said, I think Iron Man. I used to watch it all the time. I have such a soft spot for Robert Downey Jr. And I love Pepper Potts. And without a successful Iron Man, we may not have gotten the rest of the MCU. I'm just not the the hero type, clearly. I, I agree with some of that (laughs) Mm. i don't think it's aged as well as some of the other movies that are there but it has it does very much have that going for it is that it was the movie that was good enough to start this whole thing pitney and emily's bitchin boutique said in terms of sheer giddy rewatchability, i'm going with both avengers and spider-man homecoming but that could rapidly change now that i've just seen spider-verse gadzooks what a film What wow. a what a film that's not in the MCU, guys. It's not <laughs> it's not part of the MCU. Nice try. <laughs> but they said Avengers is their is their favorite. Ziggy said, favorite will always be Guardians of the Galaxy. Winter Soldier, Infinity War, Thor, Iron Man. Three are close behind. What are you doing? I'm distracting you, you big turd blossom. Okay, that's a lot. That, that, that's a lot. It's a fair bit. Hmm. It's a fair bit. <laughs> Story at the core said, without a doubt, Ant-Man and the Wasp. I had to read this one because this is this is interesting. I it's haven't heard anyone ever say Ant-Man and the Wasp is their favorite. I never heard anyone say it was bad, really, either. But it's the best at using superpowers in inventive ways. The script is extremely efficient with many scenes serving two, three, or even four purposes. The story is extremely focused, and the movie is textbook Chekhov's gag. And... I, Look, the I lovers
1: of Ant Man really love Ant Man, and they think that's the proper tone. Our buddy Duty f- Duty sure. from Shaking
0: Not Nerd, it's Ant Man one's his favorite MCU film, yeah. and uh, the Chekhov's gag thing, I, I get that. Yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna show something in the first act, it has to be reused, and they they do do that well in it. So uh, as far as my favorite though. It's pretty far down the list. Probably in the middle of the row, middle of the pack. I did enjoy Ant-Man and the Wasp, though. The Contrarians say Civil War edges out Infinity War, but just barely. That Spider-Man intro was perfect. All right, I've run out of patience. Underoos. All right. Well, I mean, it's fantastic. That's for sure. I know. Geek to me, radio said probably the first Iron Man film because it did a great job of updating the character's origin while staying extremely true to the comic book source material.
1: Good old faithful.
0: Dan over at Netflix and Swill says Winter Soldier. It was the first Marvel movie where it felt different than a comic book movie, mixing in spy espionage thriller with the comic book elements that made it something special. I think it's true. It Very kind of, true. It did mix born. You know, that that type of born level spy thrower with comic book films. That's why I love it so much. Movie Reviews and 20 Questions podcast said, Historically, it's always been Winter Soldier for me, but I think Infinity War takes it now. I've seen it about a dozen times, and I just can't stop watching it. In fact, please send some help.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You guys are so
0: screwed now! Bring me Thanos! (laughs) 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 The Monster Closet said The action is incredible in Winter Soldier But the story is great as well It made me realize Cap was my favorite MCU character By elevating him above Boy Scout To Soldier with a moral compass Struggling to find the right battle But also the action Comic Book Nostalgia said Winter Soldier But I do find on rewatch Many of the so-called weaker films Are better than remembered When you hit so many home runs People tend to complain about the base hits I think that's true I think that, you know I I, I would say MCU is not never made more than two truly bad films. And other ones that are kind of just middle of the road, they wind up, they wind up getting compared to, to some films that are just, they are better. It it really washes out those, those mediocre ones. You know, it's Mm. it's almost like having that perfect older sibling, you know, you just never live up to it. (laughs) Millennial Mike said, Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. is perfect in the role, high stakes, definitive character development, looks great shot on film, rewatchable works phenomenally on its own and its own personality and style. It's just a brilliant film. Film viewer me think I have to say Ragnarok because it managed to reinvent an established character and villain I had no interest in beforehand, easily making it now one of my favorites. All of that, but it also gave us Korg.
1: Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Korg, I'm kind of like the leader in here. Over here, the pile of rocks waving at you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually a thing. I'm a being. Uh, I'm made of rocks, as you can
0: see, but don't let that intimidate you. You don't need to be afraid unless you're made of scissors. <laughs> Just a little rock paper as a joke for you? I mean that's that's the thing to really take yeah. away from, from an
1: And that movie was a <laughs> lot of Thor, fun Ragnarok
0: and a breath of fresh air. Mitch Punpayak says Civil War always takes the top spot for me. The whole movie is great, and Zemo's bad guy was such a good bad guy. The airport scene is just icing on the cake. Wrong.
1: You think you're right? makes you dangerous
0: the ins home office said winter soldier for unpleasant reasons one can find in the newspaper daily and i think that's true i think you know winter soldier actually resonates better today than it did the the year it came out Mm -hmm. given you know what kind of seems like the current climate right right where where it kind of seems like we do have villains inside of our inside of our government infrastructure Mm -hmm. jbr jr says avengers i just couldn't imagine how they could pull it off and they did they took a technology guy a demigod a super soldier and made them fit together in the same universe dude let's not forget the guy that turns into a giant monster and the super spy woman and then also the archer come on yeah you're cele- only celebrating the three main guys come there on, come now. on now come on now damon carter said very difficult question i love captain america the the winter soldier but guardians of the galaxy is my all-time favorite i loved ant-man civil war black panther thor ragnarok We're all awesome those are some of the top 10 and spider-man 2 with tommy mcguire also (laughs) there it's not an mcu movie come on man (laughs) it's not an mcu movie all right ultimately it does seem like the majority of the one that is on the list is iron man avengers and winter soldier winter soldier which for all of you guys that said winter soldier pat yourselves on the back because that's the right answer (laughs) (laughs) there is the right answer here and that's it before we get started Does anyone want to get out? i know it's
1: we both agree i think it's both on our number one it, it is so um, i
0: love civil war because i i do love the the duality that it sets up where you know tony is tony is 100 percent the villain in that movie i know they marketed it as very much you know whose side are you on because that's how they marketed it in the sure. comics and stuff like that
1: and it, to some extent it does play off that way it does
0: but, but you're wrong yeah <laughs> there's even a moment where where sam wilson and and uh James Rhodes are arguing back and forth about signing the Soviet accords sitting in the middle of that argument in like in the foreground is Captain America as he's looking over it because he hadn't decided he didn't really decide he's he's thinking about it he doesn't decide until later on you know he's he's still thinking about it he didn't make any rash decisions Mm -hmm. but what did Tony do when he signed it made an absolutely immediate emotional rash decision. He was just had a had a woman pointing her finger in his face telling him how you know it's your fault. And we all know that he has this more so a hero complex and a god complex. Oh, yeah. And the fact that he uh, that he was res- partly responsible for someone's death, he then made an emotional reaction and went and signed it without thinking. You know, and then after that Everything Iron Man does throughout that entire movie is he's an emotional megalomaniac throughout the whole rest of that movie. He is 100% the villain cap stays level-headed decides not to sign for the right reasons in that. What if we want to go somewhere and they don't send us? What if there's somewhere we don't think we should be, but they make us go. And you know, that's, that's kind of oh, the, the right way to be thinking about it is at that point, you're no longer in control of yourself and in your actions. And the whole thing right. about captain america was you know he he's every single film captain america's been in it's all about upsetting an infrastructure he leaves in every single one of them in the first in the first avenger he he goes against army orders and goes into the goes into the science the uh hydra science camp to rescue rescue all the all the soldiers yeah. in In the second one, he destroys Hydra from within S.H.I.E.L.D. and dismantles S.H.I.E.L.D. and gets rid of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then in the third one, he destroys the Avengers. These are all infrastructures that he was integral and part of, but he saw the flaws in them and he made them change. They didn't change him. And that's why Captain America is always going to be my favorite is because it's not, you know, Tony Stark is well, always the closest
1: thing to Superman right, well, in this uh, universe, right?
0: In, in in thought, yeah, in in, in theory, you theory, know, in yeah, And
1: then that kind of in vein philosophy. of his character traits do not stray.
0: Right. But that's one of the things I've always loved about Captain America is Extremely that honorable. He, never, he never wavers in his thought process. You know, he's, it's not that he's always right. It's that he's always on the side of good and there is no gray areas for him. You know, what does he say in infinity war? We don't compromise, right? We don't trade one life for another, for Mm -hmm. others, you know, and that's always just been him. And he doesn't, you know, he's, he's that rock that is in the middle as the waves are crashing in and the waves have to break and go around the rock. That's captain America. That's why I always love it. Oh, well said David, but winter soldier is always the best because of that spy element, but also the emotional impact that it brings in on Captain America himself, and the action Dave. Oh, my, my God. God, that knife fight is amazing. It's I love ridiculous. that. Knife fight.
1: Yeah, and but and the way the Russo brothers came in to this universe blazing hot um, just pulling off this 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 world and this change up from what we've had before. And then just delivering just such an uber quality of a film, let alone a superhero film. It was really cool. It was really amazing. And it blew everybody away.
0: It really did. And it's still blowing us away today. Because. Mm-hmm. I think it still hasn't been dethroned. I'm I'm wondering whether Endgame can do it. I mean, let's face it, Endgame's gonna have three hours and two minutes to be better. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna have a whole extra hour to top it. True. And I'm not sure if I'm not sure if it's going to. Infinity War is great. Don't get me wrong. Infinity War, Infinity War is great, but. It's so great With so many great moments That it's just kind of like MCU porn The entire movie It is just a feast of, Like it's an orgy Like I'm spent After watching it Because it's just so many Cool scenes After so yeah, many cool yeah. uh, You know Winter Soldier is is Sometimes it's it It's The
1: rewatchability piece. To some degree Right because you're exhausted Yes
0: you, Yeah and, and your favorite moments Are there a little might, diluted. might
1: be like an hour And 40 minutes from now I don't know, you I, know?
0: St- I still have a favorite moment In Infinity War But it gets ruined By Mark Ruffalo Every time <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's when Thor shows up, the floating head. <laughs> no, it's so no. So it's when Thor shows up, and you know, Rocket jumps off his shoulder, and Groot like grows his hands out, and they go running in, and um, then Mark Ruffalo's like the helmet on his on on the Hulk Buster goes back, and he's just like, "Oh, you guys are so screwed now," and I'm like, well, Just don't say nothing. Ugh. Just let the moment be the moment. Let the moment be badass. Don't ruin it with cheap lines. Just let the moment." And yeah. that's my biggest problem with some of the MCU movements is. Sometimes mm. there is a fantastic moment that can just go without a word being said, and it's just badass by how it looks and 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 what's going on in the scene. And then someone always has to make a joke, or someone always has to say something and to break that up. And it's like, God, anything but that. Like if I could re-edit those films, I would just cut out those those stupid Look, one-liners. I I agree with you. I would also just cut Mark Ruffalo out of Infinity War altogether. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Kind of pointless. I just don't like his storyline in it and I don't and I I don't like the way he acts in it. I don't I don't like the effects of the half hulk half him thing. Like uh in my rewatches of it, I I, I find myself loving other scenes so much and really dogging on, on Mark Ruffalo. I'm just like, God, I don't like you in this. I hope they do some serious. He was okay prediction.
1: in yeah. other films. I mean, that movie, it's just, I don't know if it was just so much they time. They didn't know what to They had to take it. And they didn't out know of, what to do with it. Right. And, and and he didn't know how to act it. He wanted to maybe ham it up a little bit more, have a little fun with it.
0: I don't know. But, Hopefully, you know, it it turns around for this uh, Endgame movie. It's also the Russo's first time directing him, don't forget. Oh. It's their first time with that character. Okay. Okay. So it's very possible they weren't really quite sure... And it's not like he has an executive producer coming in championing championing him for him, right? Because Well, we'll see if they fix that up. Yeah, because Joss Sweden, who who really made this version of the Hulk his character, is gone. But we had James Gunn come in to to kind of usher his characters into the story. Mm-hmm. John Favreau was there to usher in, you know, Iron Man and his and, and his his in the story. And the Russos have worked two movies in with Captain America. So there's there's a lot of you know people there that are that are ushering their characters in the right direction and working with the Russos. There's no one out there talking for the Hulk. Who's going to speak for the Hulk, man? All right. So that's going to do it for our listener questions. I know it was a little bit long. It's kind of like the whole meat of the episode, but we got a whole lot more stuff to come. We still have to do our trailer park. And then we got our beer reviews. And then don't forget, our final segment this week is for the thriller that seems to be just setting fire to the entire movie world. Or horror thriller. Horror to be, thriller. To be yeah. uh, more accurate. We're going to have a full review for Jordan Peele's Us. Thomas Nucci, drop that beat. Uh, the poetics is playing. Poetics bring the drums in. Cut the beat and let the music play. No trailer park. Shout out to Dave and Jay. I don't serve, but there's a new wave. We've been on since God saved the right style. I don't want to flow until I know that the bass drop. Welcome back to Trailer Park. The three trailers that we got is John Wick Chapter 3, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and of course, Stranger Things Season 3 trailer. All right, Jay, so the first trailer that we got on the docket here is John Wick Chapter 3. So John Wick 2 ends on pretty much an epic cliffhanger where the order goes out that John Wick is now persona non grata like that's it like the entire assassin world is going to be (laughs) attacking him and this trailer kind of sets you up for the level of action that you're going to get throughout this
1: movie could be very exhausting from the constant
0: action you have no idea what's coming John Wick excommunicado is now in effect shouldn't be here. Nice suit. Good to see you too. I need your help. After this, we are less than even. There's no escape for you. Our service is still off-limits to me. What do you need? Guns. Lots of guns. You
1: think you can take John Wick? You've got a nasty surprise coming. All of this for what?
0: Because of a puppy?
1: Wasn't just a puppy.
0: Alright, Jay, what do you think of, first off, the title, Parabellum? um whatever
1: (laughs) it just kind of seems like this movie i don't care it looks so fucking awesome (laughs) so awesome
0: first off like it just seems like parabellum is just like oh let's just put an adjective at at the end because we can't just call it john wick chapter three we already did john wick chapter two we didn't give that a subtitle so uh, This, this is my kind of action porn I mean, I,
1: to be honest, like if this is if you want to call this like action cheese porn, this is my kind of
0: it that I like. <laughs> so it's you know, Parabellum is somewhat appropriate. It is a name for a type of automatic firearm.
1: Yeah, so, or or it could be a new hotel. So I, I, you never know. No,
0: but but pretty much the title of this movie is John Wick Chapter Three Gun. <laughs> Just John Wick Chapter Three, good. All right. Uh, so it definitely looks like it's more of the same. Like it's John Wick doing badass shit to bad people who are trying to do badass shit to him, right? I mean, that's. But this Look, time he's got a partner, and if you thought John Wick was badass with his one dog, his partner Halle Berry, she has two.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Look, I. You know the the story. You know I, I'm I'm hoping that it is okay. That's all I need. Just I I just need it to be okay.
0: Well, I mean, obviously, the first one, the the, the story was a little bit more personal, right? Sure. Oh, yeah. Tale of Revenge and stuff like that. It was perfect. Yeah. Chapter two, it kind of continues that. But then he runs afoul of of other assassins and stuff. So it it escalates it. But it becomes less of a personal story and and more of like an action set piece, which is what we were missing. Right. And that's exactly what you're going to get this time as well, though. It's going to be another action set piece. Like, that's all this is going to be action action action. I, I don't expect to get much more development out of John Wick than I've got in that first movie. I think that's all the character development that, that's that he really ever need. really needed. <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. I don't think we need to, to, to investigate the depths of it, but uh, I do love seeing Angelica Houston here. I don't know why, but like as soon as I saw her face, I was like, how appropriate she is for this world. Yeah.
1: That's good <laughs> casting.
0: Um,
1: and then I'm not sure about Halle Berry, though. I think she just looks a little too
0: Oh, I'm a little too nuts. I'm never sure about how I in anything, <laughs> period. I know,
1: especially this last decade.
0: Uh, but two people that I noticed in the trailer that I am kind of excited to see is Jerome Flynn. You may know him as Braun from Game of Thrones. He is in it. He is playing Beretta. So I'm assuming that he is going to be one of the protagonists. And this time we, ha- we have another female protagonist in Asia, Kate Dillon, uh, also from Orange is the New Black, uh, but this time, this female protagonist will talk. You know, we had Ruby Rose in the last one; mm-hmm. she didn't talk. Also, from Orange is the New Black. But this time, we're 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 getting Dylan here, and I I really don't know what to think of the villains. I don't think it really matters, and that's what I was thinking. Like when when watching this, I was like, I don't know if John Wick is going to jump the shark with this movie or if if people are going to be tired of it being more of the same, or if people are going to love it because it's more of the same. You know, you would think that as an audience, we were all extremely tired of the Fast and Furious universe, but that universe still makes gangbusters when it goes to the theaters and i think you're gonna see john wick chapter three now that people have had had you know the the word got out on john wick right the first one oh yeah the Big second time. the second one had had a far larger audience i think by now when the third one comes out this is going to be the biggest box office success for the john wick it certainly will be it looks so epic. far and w- uh, the reason i'm comparing it to fast and furious is because that is exactly where i see this going that's exact. I 100% see them doing more John Wick's. Even if Keanu Reeve leaves, we have this universe that's already been mm-hmm. perfectly set up by chapter two, will continue to be set up here. We know there's still a John Wick TV series coming at some point. that's going to revolve around the hotels. So they are building a universe here and it can very much continue without John Wick and be very much like that Fast and Furious type franchise. I'm I'm into it. Just bombastic action. So am I. I think that we need these type of legit, like just shut your brain off and enjoy just bloody action. But
1: also... the action scenes and the kills—they are done in ref- in in unique styles and in unique unique ways. Oh, they're extremely you know? well done. Yeah, it's all the, so well orchestrated.
0: All the fight choreography and stuff like that with minimal cuts. Yeah. Really, really well done, and that's it. The long the long takes in those action scenes are fantastic. And that's
1: what really holds up. It makes it stand
0: out a little bit more um, on its own. This time, though, we get to actually see the dog do something
1: like he, yeah, that one he, leap off the table. Ah!
0: Well, no, so he left he left the dog mostly with other people last time when he went off the fight. But this time he's given the dog commands like the dog runs up and bites a dude in the nuts at one point. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, we see Howie Barry's dogs. They're the ones that leap off the table and go right for a guy's throat like fucking dire wolves. I'm I'm extremely excited for it. However, it's not like Endgame level excitement, right? It's not like it's not like that that huge level of of excitement. But it's one of those things that it's like, yeah, day one, you got my butt in the seat because you've just blown me away two other times. So why wouldn't I why wouldn't I jump in and and just whole oh, ham go go down on this one? Go down on this one so why wouldn't i just whole ham go for this one too balls deep (laughs) all right uh so john wick chapter three will release on may 17th 2019 you better believe me and jay are going to have a review for that one next trailer that we are going to do is one that i'm going to venture you are far more interested in it is the quentin tarantino film once upon a time in Hollywood. To my right is Bounty Law series lead and Jake Hill himself, Rick Dalton. And to my left is Rick stunt double Cliff Booth. So, Rick, uh, explain to the audience exactly what it is a stunt double does. Actors are required to do a, a lot of dangerous stuff. Ah. Cliff here is meant to help carry the load. Is that uh, how you describe your job, Cliff? What, carrying his load? Yeah, it's about right. <laughs> my hands are registered as lethal weapons. Oh! We get into a fight, I accidentally kill you. I go to jail. Anybody accidentally kills anybody in a fight, they go to jail. It's called manslaughter. <laughs> and ha! That was the best acting I've ever seen in my whole life. Alright, so this trailer exists for one reason, right? atmosphere right like it's just it's just telling you that this is another tarantino film expect what you got from tarantino films before uh but one thing i was noticing throughout it i was like god brett is Brad pitt playing the same character as as lieutenant aldo that he played in (laughs) because it seems like it seems like he's playing the actor who played aldo (laughs) well
1: I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure yet. I, I don't. I don't think we got enough of any of the uh, actors and how their characters are going to no, really come not. across. Do you think there's a, and, even and going
0: be. to be a story trailer for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? It doesn't come out till July, so we have a long time.
1: Yeah, I think there will be uh, to some degree. Uh-huh. Um, this is a, obviously a teaser trailer. Yes. Um, I think the other trailers, the story, it's going to be more of a teaser trailer, a story teaser trailer, right. put it That way, yeah. You know, it's just going to be different cuts of a tease because you know,
0: for the longest time um, in the media, like they were everyone was talking about how this is the movie that's going to that's going to talk about the Manson murders right the Sharon yeah. Tate murder well, and he's al- right. and he's always said like it, it's Tarantino be, himself has always said, like, no, that's that's it's in the story, but it's not the story. It's right. just in it. It's just part of right. it. Because this is a tale from Hollywood. From ni- this, that's
1: that's what they're stressing. This is a ni- nineteen sixty nine. You know, this is Hollywood, and it's once upon a time in Hollywood. It's a story. This is it's all the same time period. Apparently, Leonardo DiCaprio, the the, the big TV star, is uh, neighbors with Sharon Tate. So, obviously, they're going to somehow cross paths to some degree. And she was obviously one of the biggest budding stars at that time. Right. And he, at the time, was kind of trying to keep his uh, his star bright. Right. So, it was kind of like a falling star and a rising star living side by side, I guess, in, in Hollywood. But I don't know if that's going to cross paths as much as, you know, just the atmosphere and whatever they're going to get in, involved with. And was that little Bruce Lee action stuff going on that? with yeah. uh uh, the stunt, uh, stunt double Brad Pitt, you know, but, um, it, it just looks like a ton of fun. The atmosphere looks spot on and everybody looks great. I'm really excited about it.
0: Yeah. I think, I think the dialogue is it's, it's Tarantino continuing this, this new type of dialogue. I, and I call it new dialogue cause I think like his, his more recent films have been more, more punchy, like with, with jokes yes, and stuff like that. Very, um, very written, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah with with there, there's almost like a rat-a-tat to it, like yes, in, 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 a, in yes, a lot of his yes. newer films, where you don't you don't necessarily get that when you go back and watch Reservoir Dogs and you watch Jackie right. Brown and you watch you know uh, these you know these movies that he's directed before, they aren't as punchy as as these are. These feel far more cult films, you know, like like very like he's become very comfortable in his writing now that he sure. that he's you know that he's able just to even right in this the title way. the ninth film the ninth from- film. And Quentin Tarantino apparently the, his last. It's the ninth. No, he said he's he said he's probably has ten in him. So this is the this is this is his penultimate, Jay. Ah, yes, he he's got one more according okay. to him. But you know, people say that all the time. Michael Jordan left. Michael Jordan left making playing basketball. I know for for two but, years and then came back triumphantly I mean, you know after what? Space Jam. After he defeated the Monstars, Jay, he came back.
1: I hear you. I hear you. But Quentin is deceivingly older than we realize, and obviously he does not make films very often anyway. So he, you
0: know, no, after, his last if, film was *Hateful Eight,
1: which is three, four years ago. Ooh, I would say more like five four or five years ago
0: now Jay, it came out in 24 it came out in 2015 so you know granted that movie was probably completed by 2014 and making the film circuits in 2014 and stuff like that but it came out in 2015 so uh, yeah it's, it's only been four or five years since he's released a, a film and I think that's that's kind of around the the length of time you can expect from him these days so sometime 2023 <laughs> we'll be getting the 10th film from Quentin Tarantino and I think it'll all end now watching this Jay do you think that this film takes place in tarantino's universe that is like the real world or is this take place in the tarantino film universe this could be the one that has the potential to cross both of those universes where they're making the films that are in his quote-unquote movie universe but they exist in the real universe that pulp fiction and reservoir dogs and stuff takes place in
1: um, I have not thought about that.
0: <laughs> see, when I was watching this, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Hmm. That's why I said, "Do you do you think that he's Aldo Reigns or like, or, or do you think that he's pl- he's the actor who played Aldo in like that would be something that's very easy to put in there that he played Aldo in the Inglorious Bastards, which is a movie that exists in Quentin Tarantino's universe sure, and sure. not.
1: That's a valid question. <laughs> I mean, you you, you me don't know you- what you're going to get. I mean, we'll see. I mean, that's going to be a lot of. I, I think after the next teaser, me and you I'll, watch trailers. I'll- vastly different ways <laughs> well i mean uh, see all right that theory is so thin and very far-fetched and like you can find some kind of nuances connect connect the tissue uh throughout the movies but it is so thin david and you know it <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to geek over and talk about, but uh, logistically it is it's it's really hard to find those uh those threads.
0: I think there's plenty of threads. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he's even explained it in in similar ways. I'm not going to say that way, but in similar ways. Alright Jay, our final trailer man. Str- the 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 thing that we've been waiting for, right? We are now Over half a year passed when Stranger Things should have come out. Normally, Stranger Things releases towards the end of summer, heading into Halloween and stuff like that. And we went this year and didn't get it. But finally, after teasing photos and a few on set pictures and stuff like that, they're giving us the full season three trailer. At least someone's happy, I'm home.
1: It's
0: just a dream. You're dreaming.
1: anymore. still be your home.
0: What was that thing?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I'm, su- and I'm not sure if I wanted to see that or no, not. No, I don't. I'm I don't. I was not. Dis- I would love this trailer all the way until that okay. shot.
0: So it's um, it's not that I don't like seeing it. I think it looks great. It's no, just I know, that I would have rather have seen this new creature while watching the series. Yes.
1: You know. like I would have rather seen that like a cliffhanger at the very end of an episode or
0: something like that. I think they very much had to show you, though, that they... We're not going back to Demogorgons. We're not going back to Demodogs. Right. We're doing it's 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 a new it, it, it's a new big bad. It's a new bad no, that we're up, facing. They're
1: up in the ante with this because yeah. there's a lot more characters. They're all older. Yeah. They're, they said it right then. They're they're no longer little kids. Um, yeah, man, they're so, hanging
0: up the D and D. They're not even. They're not going to hang out in the basement no more. Come
1: on, man. Look, it looks phenomenal.
0: When they're adults, I mean, they're all going to get together once a this month looks to play D and D.
1: Really <laughs> good, and it's it adding does? a lot of meat to the bones. I think.
0: I think it's. I think it's going to be the Stranger Things season with the uh, highest stakes, and I know that's that's that, that's pretty. I think know, so too. Spot on because it's the third. I'm expecting it's a the death third or season two. and they pretty much said that we don't have much left in us like there's not no they already said, but they said what four? four four seasons four seasons four yeah, seasons so I, season could, season I, I, will be I would
1: expect a, a death or two yeah by the end of the, the
0: I don't season know if, I don't know if you'll see a death or two but I think I think you, that we're definitely going to be left in a place not feeling very good. You know what I mean? Like right. the last one ended with a dance. We felt a little good. Then we got a little ominous warning, like shit's still going to hit the fan. Sure. Sure. But we still ultimately left the last season feeling good. I think this season is very much going to be a Empire Strikes Back type season. Because if you look at the trailer, it starts off happy. They're they're, they're kind of elated as, as kids. They're still having fun with each other. Eleven's let her hair grow down. She's at the mall with other girls and stuff like that. Yeah. But as the trailer goes on, there's more running. The 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 color palette becomes darker, red, a lot of red, a lot of you
1: know electric colors kind of yeah. like
0: it's very eighties very so, still. Well, it takes place in nineteen the summer of nineteen eighty five. So, you know, they're no longer the little kids they were because they don't wear proton packs. Now they're all about the DeLorean, Jay. Yeah. Man. <laughs> and I was one year old. They're all about old. time travel. I was one year old. And, you know? and that's a theory that I have about this. I fully expect that time travel may be possible in this, given that it's the summer of 1985. Nah. You don't know what the upside down has to offer. You don't know what, what powers 11 sure, able to really, muster. They didn't really tease that at all. I get the feeling. Just because they're going to be playing homage to Back to the Future in some ways. For nineteen eighty five. I guarantee it. I just I just it's just a theory, Jet. Just a theory. I know. It's a nice fun theory, that's for sure. What 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 I what I get at like with this though, like when I'm watching it, you would fully expect Will. To be the kind of like the downer a little bit, right? He's the one that's gone missing twice now into the upside yeah. down and stuff like that. But he actually seems like he's he's moving forward in some ways, at least like in his moments with them, he's able to have fun and stuff I hope like that. So. It's it's Mike who's played by who's played by Finn Wolfhard who's really telling them we can't be kids anymore. You're like we got to grow up and stuff like that. And I I, I I just wonder like what's bringing that on? Like is it is he the first one to to, to that, sc-
1: sometimes that's all it takes sometimes. I'm is sure he the it's just first, that one alpha to come out right. of it. Is yeah. he the first
0: one to sprout a nut hair? And he's yeah. just like, you know, we're yeah. not kids anymore. Um or is is there be. some angst between him and 11? Now that she's now that she's branching out and making friends and stuff like that, is Mike less important to her? Or does he feel like she, you know, he's less important to her? We you know, we do get that scene with Sheriff Hopper where he's in his office and he's in his uniform and he's like, I want you to still feel like this is home. And they they show Winona Ryder there, but clearly he's talking to 11, right? because I'm sure Eleven hasn't forgotten about the other experiments that are out there and I'm sure at some point she's going to want to go after them or she may actually need them to fight whatever new threat there is it's, it's I'm, I'm I'm very excited for it for sure
1: I think the love triangles are going to be stronger um I think the arguments are going to be a lot stronger I think every I think all the emotional um relationship thread lines are going to be a lot more bold right. i mean w- one way or another you know so it's going to be interesting i i i'm 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 definitely Thinking that they're going in the right direction?
0: The one so thing the I'm w-
1: very pleasantly surprised by this trailer. It's it's not a disappointment at
0: all. The one prediction that I feel like I know for sure is this season's gonna end on a down note. That's that's just all I feel. I just know that it's it's gonna end on a down note and it's gonna be a pretty big cliffhanger, possibly even like teasing that someone may be dead or something along those lines, moving us into the fourth, which will probably be the final season. But yeah, man, I'm super excited. July 4th weekend, it's going to premiere, and I will have watched every single minute of it by the time we record that week. 100%. (laughs) 100%. Me and Lauren will stay up all night to make sure we binge watch this shit. All right, Jay, coming up next, we got our beers to do before we get into our review for Jordan Peele's Us. Welcome back to the beer segment. Me and Jay got two beers that we are going to be reviewing for you, but before we do that, we're going to drop a line to our sponsor, Blowfish. Blowfish is the only FDA-approved hangover cure. What it is, two tablets that you drop into 8 to 12 ounces of water, let it dissolve, drink that down, and your hangover starts to feel better immediately. So if you had a birthday party for yourself this weekend and you got a little bit too drunk, you allowed pictures of yourself to be taken that were far too risque for others to see, but allowed someone to post it on social media, (laughs) Blowfish will help cure the hangover from all the alcohol you drank. It will not erase those pictures that shit's like a tattoo and herpes that's for her life <laughs> <laughs> so make sure that you head over to four use the promo code SMBfish for your 15 percent off did you actually have to use any uh any blowfish this week jay because you did have a birthday and then a bachelor party
1: exactly uh i definitely took some blowfish the day after my birthday party celebration to get me somewhat cohesive to go out And start drinking at 3 o'clock that afternoon Again for another uh, 12 hours In New York City So it was an epic bender Sunday was brutal Better I mean, y- Blowfish helped me survive, but my body was fucking. Zzz.
0: Better it was, you It than was me.
1: trembling the whole day because I was two days of heavy drinking. Even at your problem.
0: birthday, I drank like one beer, and then I drank a short beer. After that, I got like one little short beer, and that was it—like a, a beer and a half. That's what I drank. I couldn't. I can't do it anymore. I don't know this. I just can't party. Just can't party, man. And I, now Lauren I, just me, told it's me we're going. Prepping. We're going down to the city this weekend, so it's like, oh, are you? I, you oh know, boy, gonna have to put more Blowfish in the cabinet. <laughs> I got some extras. I'm going to be using my own promo code.
1: (laughs) I've done it two or three times already. (laughs) (laughs) SMBfish.
0: All right. And after you check out Blowfish and you order yourself some hangover cure, make sure that you also download PodCoin. PodCoin is an app that allows you to listen to podcasts. So it's a lot like iTunes and other podcast applications. But This podcast application actually allows you to earn while you listen. You can earn points that can be turned into gifts or the gift cards, or you can listen and it can be donated to charity. So we're very happy to now be available on Podcoin. So make sure that you check out Podcoin on Apple devices and Android. Just search Podcoin, start earning a little bit extra for the podcast that you listen to. All right. And of course we got an indie spotlight to do this week. This week it is our good friends Paul and Wayne all the way from Perth, Australia. Here's an IndiePod spotlight for the Countdown Pod. Your guide to cinema etiquette for the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews Podcast. Tip 43. When attending the cinema
1: with your good friends or significant other, don't assume anyone else has any interest in
0: what you have to say. So, always remember whisper fuckface it's not rocket science for more useful cinema etiquette join Paul and Wayne on the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews podcast at Podomatic on iTunes or your favorite podcast app I absolutely love Paul and Wayne over at The Countdown Pod. It's hilarious. They do a lot of the same stuff we do on the show. They take a top 10 list from a topic from movies or TV, but mainly movies. And then they come up with a top 10 list of movies and they list them out. And then if you follow them on Facebook, you can actually go over and vote which one of them had the better list. And each season they have a different winner, whether it's Paul or Wayne. They also have guests on from time to time to do countdown lists with them. Me and Jay are going to be joining them sometime in June. I don't know what the subject of our list will be. We'll be sure to fill you guys in when that happens. All right, let's get into some beers, Jay. We got two beers that we are reviewing, man. What is the beer that you are drinking here?
1: I have our one of our favorites, Ballast Points. Um, Coming from San Diego, California. They are... San
0: Diego. Which, of course, in German means a whale's vagina. They are now
1: crafting a lovely Passing Haze Hazy IPA. It's a Session IPA. It is one of a kind because I don't think I've ever really came across a Hazy IPA or Session IPA to be uh, more specific. This one's really, really good, though. It is 4.2 alcohol by volume, and it does. It has a beautiful, nice, light, hazy color to it. Um, Very mild... Hop, little dry finish, but it also has that beautiful aroma and juicy flavor during the bodies and the mouth feels great. It's clean. It's finished. It's one of the best beers of this kind that I've ever
0: had before. So I'm going to give it a 4.5 out of 5. All right. Very strong. All right, so I am drinking the Dark City Brewing Company out of Asbury Park, New Jersey. This is their upstage double dry hopped New England style India pale ale. This is 7.2% alcohol by volume. And I got to say, man, for a New England style IPA, this is awfully light in color. It looks a lot like a session IPA. It drinks a lot like a session IPA, uh, but you can definitely taste that double dry hop that adds to that to dry. Dryness and to that 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 citrus kick that you get in the in the back end, but there is also a very very nice, pretty powerful hop smell up front. But the nice part is it's not too bitter. It's not like crazy bitter in the middle and stuff like that. It's actually quite light, refreshing, and a little bit lemony. That you know that nice nice citrus note. sounds well crafted. I really really enjoy it, man. This one I am going to be giving a four point two five out of five. Got a
1: winning week. Good choices, Dave. All right, Jay, These are my birthday beers, by the way, people.
0: That's true, yeah. I would not buy Jay beer at his birthday party <laughs> because he was shit-faced, obviously, by the picture. If you yeah. got to check it on Twitter before I deleted it, uh, he was shit-faced. So I told him, I am not buying you a beer here tonight because I it, thought it you were driving.
1: A, it was smart. No, no. I, luckily, I, I, I had my buddy John drive me home. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I was going to Uber back, but I got dropped off. I knew I was not going to be able to drive. <laughs> And, uh, well you
0: had your keys in your hand at one point. That's why I thought like I'm like oh I did yeah oh yeah 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 you were standing at the table, you had your keys out, and I was like, Oh, this this dumb motherfucker's gonna drive. <laughs> like like this, no, no, this no, motherfucker's no. and I'm, you're you're drinking water. I
1: know when to say when now.
0: There was one point you had I'm two- I'm thirty
1: five years old now, David. I'm a big boy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you had two beers in your hand. And and I was I
1: just like I was double fisted yeah. for a while. And
0: then you had a beer and a water in your hand, and I was like, Oh, I guess that's people that's, kept buying me
1: drinks. I'm a, like,
0: fuck, I gotta catch up. That's attempting to be responsible, I suppose.
1: <laughs> and and no beer was was less than six percent so it was it was tough
0: well glad you were responsible for once in your life now jay let's head over and let's get into our full review for us Jay, one of the biggest movies to come out in 2019. It is actually the second highest grossing movie, the second highest grossing weekend for 2019. Was Jordan Peele's Us, man? We know that Get Out got a lot of people excited about Jordan Peele and about thrillers again, and and horror yeah. movies again, and uh, man, it even went to the Academy Awards and almost won an Academy Award. And, and ones that make you think, yeah. And he comes, Jordan Peele comes back with Us, and I think people were very excited. This is probably one of the first times where I think people are following a filmmaker, like mainstream people are following a filmmaker, and not so much just the films, like people after. A one movie. After one movie, people are more interested in to see what Jordan Peele has to offer than they really even care about uh, the story, I think. Now, it helps that the story seems very creepy, and the trailer set up a wonderfully creepy atmosphere that I think really speaks to people. And I think highbrow horror is something that we've kind of been lacking a little bit of. And I think this is a perfect complement to that for the people who are out there looking for it. So people it's us. this is the time to run we need to move and keep moving be careful it's our time now. Us is the story of a family who is going on vacation to Santa Monica, California, and their, their vacation home winds up being invaded by identical versions of themselves. And they then have to escape their doppelgangers and then solve the mystery of what caused these doppelgangers to then attack. And I think that as far as as the whole story goes, I thought this was a pretty brilliantly written script i think it purposely you know we were we were talking about Chekhov's gag earlier on when we did listener questions this movie is checkoffs gag after checkoffs gag there's a lot of things that are said in in act one that by act three are now being put into practice it's it's a pretty well written script if you're paying attention to what characters are saying because there's certain things that'll come back later on that you may go like well well, how's that what's that why is this the thing why is that there and if you weren't listening you wouldn't have heard or paying attention right the line drops that were that were given the bunnies yeah these credences that are being given to you, um and I really I, I really enjoyed that first and foremost, was I thought the writing was really well done, and the pacing of the movie was really well done as well. They did this fantastic thing where they would set you up for suspense, make you laugh, and then hit you with suspense seconds right after that,
1: yeah, and you no, know that's true it, it it definitely did not go down the similar beats that you're used to no. Not at all. So it made it very much more engaging and refreshing, and surprising, and, and um, I something think that you could just you just didn't you can predict what's what th- going to happen next.
0: What I think is extremely you know important for this movie is the fact that while it's from the same writer and director as Get Out, it doesn't look like Get Out or feel like it exactly it you know but what i mean was like i guess as far as cinematography goes as far as like as as far as like it, it does look like get out in that aspect but as far as like color palette goes and stuff like that get out's very blue it's very dark this is very red this is very sharp this mm-hmm. is very some scenes some some of these scenes are taking place in broad daylight
1: yeah. as well yeah and Which still still being very visceral and exactly. very haunting and very
0: scary so that that was something that i noticed while watching it i was just like this is this is far more of like a bloody story. Like there's a lot more. There, there's there, there's a lot more to I I would say fear here in from physical attacks than there was in Get Out. Get Out was very psychological. This was very in your face. And yeah, of course, you know their weapon of choice uh, that that the doppelgangers carry are are the, these pair of scissors that um all of them have silver shears.
1: Yeah, really, just eye catching. This whole movie really was just beautifully shot and i mean it's just i mean it's safe to say across the board including the kids extremely well acted it's kind of an actor showcase horror film of some sorts you know all
0: right so i'll be honest i I am a fan of like tim and eric's show great job and 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 uh things that tim heidecker has done you know i'm fans of that but when i saw tim heidecker i was like what are we going for here right with tim heidecker he's yeah, a jokester I, he's a crack up and stuff yeah, like that yeah and they use that to great effect in this movie and i thought you know his him playing himself but but tim heidecker is is surprisingly effective in this movie and i think he fits that that jordan peele like world where it's 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 got its foot in comedy but it also has its foot firmly planted deep in horror and suspense in well. the unknown yeah like it's, right but but i i i'll be honest like that was the biggest surprise for me was i thought i would not buy tim heidecker in this movie and i 100 percent did buy him in this movie right uh so that that was a little bit of a surprise for me i can't really spoil his role because if i say anything about his role really and his acting abilities and stuff like that i might spoil a plot point for people and, and we're staying spoiler free up front here well, so how about
1: how about winston duke playing like the most likable dad <laughs> Dude, what's the, the la- with these like authentic real dad jokes right. that you can absolutely see? But Jay, what's see. the last
0: thing Winston Duke was? He was Vaku in fucking Black That's Panther. That's what I'm
1: saying. <laughs>
0: Who like, was like some of
1: people's favorite characters in, in, in that movie. Right. And he was brilliant. And the polar opposite in this movie. I mean, it was really, really, really impressive. He was really good. I mean, he between was, him and Lupita uh, and, and, you know, I mean, I was blown away. And Elizabeth Moss, obviously, is always fantastic. She's always, so you can you always know, expect that.
0: Handmaiden's Tale and stuff like that. But she's playing a very different character than she, she than, than she plays she in is. Handmaiden's Tale here. Yeah. She is very much a, a SoCal Ditz. Like she's. You know she's a, she's everything wrong with like I guess what someone like Jordan Peele looks at as white SoCal girls like yeah, she is yeah. that just older but personified sure sure <laughs> and she does a fantastic job at playing that too um, but yeah I, I I love the family dynamic and how you know there's little idiosyncrasies that each family member has that winds up coming back in significant ways and you know that it with remi- the kids mostly right. yeah but it reminded me of a movie that has done something similar to this, and a filmmaker that everyone's comparing Jordan Peele to right now after this movie's come out. Reminds me of M. Night Shyamalan's Signs. Uh. Yeah. And a lot of people after this movie came out because there is a twist, but the twist. There is a twist ending to this. And sure. I think a lot of people saw that twist ending and they were just like, snap. Them that show because that's what people do. We we immediately compare well, things, to I things mean, we've seen before. We
1: we talked about this. We we both did. I don't know if it stayed with you throughout the whole film or not. It didn't for me. I I saw the twist and then I let it go. And I let the movie wash over me and I completely I would say, when it came back and revealed itself, I was like, oh, I
0: said yeah. I would say I in the first five in, in the first five minutes, because there is a flashback for the first five, ten minutes of the movie, um, it was something that I thought about but didn't really give much credence to. It was at the beginning of the third act that I looked at Lauren and she's very mad at me for this, and I whispered what the what the ending oh, was you're going a to be. Yeah. And she <laughs> and she she just nodded her head, and then when it happened, she's like, You're fucking dick because the second you said that second you revealed the twist ending she's like I couldn't get it out of my head and I was like I'm sorry <laughs> I can't do that anymore and she's like when we go to Endgame, she was actually considering buying, like, tickets will go on sale on, like, April 2nd. She's considering buying a seat between I'll, us. I'll sit
1: in between you yeah. guys, she's, and you can
0: speak in my deaf ear yeah. <laughs> So I won't hear you anyway. <laughs> she's considering it because she's like, she's like you, and it's not that, like, I, 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 I'm I good at figuring out movies or something like that. I've, ha- I've taken a lot of writing classes, and I know like story know. beats and stuff like that. I know how stories go. So it, 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 I know what makes logical sense it's, for things to happen, and I just go there my dad's
1: and, like that he likes to just point things out like yeah. that and ruin things i'm like shut
0: the fuck i didn't up. mean to ruin it for her i really <laughs> didn't mean to it was more like me speculating in her ear and then my speculation just wound up being correct don't do that to people yeah
1: just <laughs> you, let you everybody will not get, enjoy the movie don't do on that. their own terms yeah. you
0: will not get sex yeah. that weekend if you do that it just won't happen nah no <laughs> But no, I really wound up enjoying this movie, and I I went home, and I really, really thought about it, and I thought about it a lot. It sticks
1: with you. It does.
0: And I realized, at least for now, right now, and it might be because this is newer, this beats out Get Out for me. Well, um, at least as far as script and story goes, I think this beats out Get Out for me. Uh, I I don't know as far as character and actual uh, delivery of everything, Get Out might take it, but I think... I might be
1: siding with you on that as well. I would. I feel like I need to revisit both of them again before I make that kind of judgment. Um, they are very different, but they're both very, very good as well.
0: Um, this one, Jay, wasting I think, a, wasting a night watching both these movies back to back would not be a problem for me (laughs) (laughs) i could 100% do that i really so because i'm due for a a revisit for get out i'm just just really what i'm what i'm getting at is this movie was far better than you would have expected you know a lot of times people come with their follow-up films and they're lackluster
1: and oh, he delivered. He delivered, and and I think, and I told you before too. After this, because it did, it stuck with me. I really wanted to talk to you after this. And then, um, more than anything, what I came across was that I will always see a Jordan Peele movie probably for the rest of my life. Like I think it, it solidified the-, the fact that he is a legitimate filmmaker and writer
0: but not to make the comparison again it's the same reason i still go see m night Shyamalan movies because i'm still hoping for what we used to get right I now i know even if jordan peele makes a stinker or two i'm still going to know what is capable what he's capable of yeah as long I'll as still he doesn't
1: make it. air banners you know i'll, I'll be okay <laughs> i'll be okay with them then you know as long as he doesn't go down that route right i mean but, but i <laughs> I, we, but also but like we said like we're very excited for the twilight zone he's a producer on this show coming out executive and producer of twilight that's zone that's gonna be exciting because I think he and has the right sh-
0: vision for it they showed the trailer for the twilight zone I still zone. haven't
1: seen it though ah. I know they just dropped it today I haven't I no it, it, it to played
0: it. before us we watched it in our theater they played oh, the trailer see, I,
1: I got there late um, I just got in like a minute or two before the movie started so I missed all the trailers
0: so if you don't know uh, CBS has a streaming app and if you subscribe to it that means you're a star trek fan because only really the only show on it that's really worthwhile right now from what i hear is star trek discovery but starting on april 1st they will have the twilight zone streaming on there and jordan peel is the executive producer of it and i mean don't get me wrong he obviously is the executive producer of it because of the of the great reception of get out but also he does have a love for these type of films you know
1: he wouldn't have gotten that if um if the executives didn't see us, oh, you know, exactly. and, and, and approve of it, like they saw how good he was. It wasn't a fluke, but like, he even so, do.
0: so when the movie even begins, like in the flashback, did you happen to take a look at like the movies that are off to the left? Like, I think it was. Goonies and uh, Citizen Toxic, the Toxic Avenger, and stuff like that. Like he's got these type of like, just culty movies, just sitting off to the left, and with the names written on them, and yeah. the, and the, and the VHSs. And I was just, I was just like, that's him. Like that's him putting putting it there. A little bit of himself. A little in bit there, of yeah. himself in there and stuff like that. Yeah. So I I really I really enjoyed that stuff. I think God and I damn, think the music was it, just so good. So not only just the music chosen to play the score, in the movie, yeah. but the score. Yeah, was really, really, well and that's done. one of the
1: things. In midway through the movie, I had to make a mental note I'm like this:
0: this was this was pretty fucking good. I've never seen so. I'll be honest. We were all we were all white people sitting in this theater watching it. I've never seen more white people sing "fuck the police" in my entire life. Just mouthing it, like people were just mouthing "fuck the police" because I am up from the underground. <laughs>
1: I had a mixed uh, mixed theater, and that was IMAX. There was a lot of there was it was a good turnout.
0: It was it was a great time watching it. I didn't have a bad experience, but we did go to the bad theater, but we didn't have a bad experience. Good. So. Good. All right, Jay, it's time to score this thing before we head over and get into our spoiler section, where I I suspect it's going to be you asking me a lot of questions and us trying to answer well, questions that people may have about the plot. But before we do that, what is your score, man?
1: I know I didn't touch in any kind of um, negative thoughts i had about the movie but it it, it they are minor but it's an a name minus for me um i did think it was a little long and i did think uh some things didn't work for me but um you know overall i really really enjoyed it and i thought he did a very very good
0: job with what he was trying to do so your so your only negative is that it was too long
1: um a couple little things but like i'll get into spoilers i guess but you know mostly the length,
0: okay. I don't have very many negatives. I would say I think that it's not that the end is is rushed. It's just that oh, well, it's, it's the end, and you're and there. There is
1: yeah, there. most the my sp- spoiler section. I'll, I'll yeah get
0: into it later. But but I, I would say that it's it's not it's not the twist ending. It's not any of that. Sure. It's that the ending comes and then it goes. But I think like it leaves you with a feeling like. Is that it? Like, are we done? Like, you're not, you're not quite sure. Exactly. And that yeah. might be to its credence, though. It might have kept me on the edge of my seat for that long that I was like, okay, no. Oh, oh okay. It is done. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Long panning shot now. Okay. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> I was waiting for the credits to roll, but I was also waiting for something else to happen too. Um, but I don't really have many negatives. Um, I would say it's an A for me, man. I know you're, you're on an a monitor, but I would say it's an A for me. Uh, I really fucking loved this movie uh, and I can't wait to see what the dudes got next. So that's really going to do it for super movie brothers tonight. If you're not interested in spoilers, get out. No pun intended. Just just leave. You can go. You know, you don't need to hear all the stuff that I say at the end of the show where you can find us and stuff like that. You know where to find us. You're listening to us. If you haven't gone to Patreon, fucking do it. Just do it. Uh, I got a new episode that's going to be coming up this week on Patreon. Pay some money. One dollar. Get an episode. Me and Jay are going to head over to spoiler section now. So if you want to check that part out, stick around. Jay, you ready to hit that spoiler music? Let's do it. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. All right, this is going to be kind of like a brief spoiler section. There's not a whole lot to really spoil here, except for the entire story. And I don't want to run through the entire story. I do want to, you know, that twist ending that I did see coming. I think anytime you have two what amounts to clones of each other, doppelgangers of each other, I always think back to cartoons where they switch, 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 switch. switch. Which one's who? Who's who? Who's who? That's how I thought this movie was, was going to end. Yeah, didn't do it. Yeah, I thought that they were going to cut her hair. Like her hair was gonna get cut somehow, and they were gonna look exactly the same. And then I realized that would have been cheesy as shit. But while they were f- like, while while this whole ending was going on, like right after she 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 left their friend's house and they were driving to Santa Monica Pier, she started going ah uh, ah uh, ah uh, ah uh, ah. Uh, she started making like these mouth noises. Well,
1: also during some of the ki- like when she killed when she killed someone, somebody right. she made that noise. She made the as mouth well. noise.
0: when she started making those mouth noises. I was like, and
1: it was so subtle too. Like yeah. people can blink and no, miss it.
0: Well, yeah. it started subtle. And then it becomes more pronounced. And I was like, well, that's how these doppelgangers all communicate. Right. No one can speak, but her doppelganger. And And then I started thinking about it and I was like, oh shit, she's, Probably they probably switched,
1: and it also makes even more sense and then that you, she had that feeling when she was getting to that area and she wanted to leave. She's like, "I want to go, I want to go." That right?
0: Was, yeah. And then, you, but then you resonate back to that that family therapy session where where she's just like, "I just want my little girl back." She's she's not the same anymore.
1: That was the scene from the very on yeah. when I was like, okay. I think I know what this means. Right, it drops. It
0: drops these little hints and stuff. Now
1: it kind of it didn't it didn't ruin it for me, but like for about thirty to thirty to sixty seconds, I was like, all right, I got this kind of figured. But um, I let it go. You're meant to feel that. I let it wash over me, and then uh, when the reveal finally happened, I was like, oh yeah, I'm satisfied with that. That's pretty cool. It's pretty interesting. But again, like we were referencing before earlier, the very ending. You know, they're all just standing arm in arm across the country it was like what the, what the fuck's the point like what does that mean like like are no, no, they just no. gonna like part well, ways and just
0: because the night before she went to santa monica pier she watched hands across america remember she hasn't really developed emotionally much past being a child and she, she she grew up with nothing but rage for the life that she lost and the last impression she had from the world outside was hands across america so it was her big plan to show that they exist by destroying their what wh- what she amounted to her oppressors, and then and why do you think the voice was like hands, that though? Uh, she got choked. Remember the, the 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 other the doppelganger version of her choked her out.
1: Yeah, I mean it 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 was not uh, to
0: mention she was nine years old when she disappeared and she I had know. she had no one to talk to. Jay, yeah. there was no one to speak back. There was no one to talk. And she, she was b- always quiet anyway. She barely talked. Well,
1: yeah, it was it was um it, it all comes together and the more you think about it, I think especially in the second time viewing this maybe okay. it's going to be really come together nicely. Right, but. Also, the kill—I I hated the final kill. Did you? Why? She was bobbing and weaving and taunting that motherfucker the whole two, three minutes of that final fight sequence, and then all of a sudden she gets into a room in the dark and she just does a, a stereotypical like, you know, bad bad guy tomahawk stab, and then she turns around and gets her right in his fucking chest, and and it's over. That's it. I, I wasn't—I wasn't blown away with that. I thought that was kind of a little bit of a quick cop out. Of a kill, I would have liked to have seen something better because I was very surprised and a little underwhelmed when she finally got killed that way.
0: I, I I honestly don't know how to answer that because I think that's just kind of ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> it stood out to me pretty b- boldly. No, I mean I I just are you serious? Because like yeah. she was like completely.
1: It was almost like John Wick style. Like, there was no way she was going to get killed.
0: No. Nope. She was taunting her. And then
1: she comes back and, like, you know, in the dark and just tries to stab her. And then all she does is turn around and gets her right in the chest. Like, Jay, that was it. That's easy. That hu- easy?
0: Hubris has mean. been the downfall of many individuals. I don't know. <laughs> I just wanted a little something different. What, what'd you want? What'd you want? Did you, did you want to. I don't know. Did you want to do a training montage and then learn? I'm how not to- Jordan Peele, brother. I, uh. No, I mean, I. I had no problems with that. I mean, it's, 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 just, it wasn't a
1: huge pet peeve, but like, it it's definitely just an, it's, stuck out for me and I was not happy. It's about just it.
0: an ending, bro. Just let it go. It's just an ending. They had to end it somehow. They had a 10 minute long fight. <laughs> it had to end. All right. Her, her Huber's got the better of her and she was crouched down in front of a metal bed. How do you know? She didn't just see the reflection and turn around and do it. I don't know if they explicitly showed that. I don't, I, I've seen a movie once and I i have quite have the recall for it, but um, there's, reasons why she could have known she was there not to mention Jay they're the same fucking person I know maybe she was just doing exactly what she thought the other one would be doing and they
1: predicted so. exactly where they were going to go in the car and they stopped them exactly yeah so how, how about the kids man let's get into the kids a little bit because I think it's a little unsung hero I thought they did a really surprisingly great job so what I noticed portraying both characters
0: was like the things with the kids like you know the daughter was super fast her doppelganger was faster the son loved fire but her his doppelganger liked fire a little bit more (laughs) right oh yeah he was scarred he was burned he was you know and, and i i think that's that's what they are they are amplifications of the personalities that they're meant to that they're meant to be emulating right now the the explanation for these doppelgangers just even existing is that the presumably uh to for the government to hold control over the populace should they ever need to so what the doppelgangers are doing is echoing what what our people are doing with the people in the surface world are doing. There's a lot of like allegories to other stories, like the Morlocks from the time machine, you know, the HG Wells novel, the time machine and stuff like that. And while, while watching it, you know, it, they were very much like a subclass of people, but this was some sort of government program that was abandoned. And, the, you know I remember you did ask me it's like but but you know like what's what's up with like why would they even be there like to begin with all these underground tunnels and stuff like that the first shot of the movie not even a shot it's just words on the screen that says 24,000 miles yeah. of on you know of of uns- did, did tunnels and stuff like yep. that below below the United States but also the fact that in the beginning the daughter's talking about government conspiracies you know they control our minds through fluoride in the, in the water and stuff and the government has everyone's DNA on file and all this stuff yeah they do because they're right there yeah. <laughs> you know oh and vaccines are only made to like yeah that's how they get your DNA like it's it's conspiracy theorist haven like he's just paying sure, credence to sure. multiple conspiracy theories in these doppelgangers existence but they do seem to be an amplification of like our basest parts and like Winston winston duke's character he's a big strong guy his doppelganger is bigger is is stronger or has more of a presence or that's has, for sure exactly I mean, you know um the the only two that were that kind of seemed like evenly matched were, were 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 the mother you know like she was just they were both evenly matched because they both spent time in the surface world so they have both developed in different ways but similarly because they are for lack of better, they are the same person, you know. And I think a lot of this story is about the dark side inside of all of us, you know. There, you, you, you have your, your id, your ego, and your super ego. You know, these, the, these doppelgangers are are the id. They are our id. They are what is the uncontrolled animalistic part of our mind personified.
1: Well, well, that's for sure. And do you think that she knew all along that that's where she was from? One hundred percent. The underground. One hundred percent.
0: One hundred percent. That's why she wanted to get out of there. That's why she wanted to leave? Yeah. Um. E- okay. e- even in her subconscious, even if whatever therapy she had buried it deep down inside, even in her subconscious, she knew. Yeah. She knew. She knew something was coming. Now she. It may have been like a feeling because remember the doppelgangers are partly controlled by what we do. They feel what we feel. They do what we do. When that's right. shown in that scene, so she may be feeling what her doppelganger is about to do because she should be echoing. And that's what her why doppel- she was
1: getting worried and fearful. Right. Yeah, Cause yeah. she
0: should as, as, as a, as a being is what she was created to do is to somewhat echo what, what her, her clone was doing. So eh, it's possible. But I, 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 I know like, this movie is that type of movie that like you can watch several times and dissect a, a few more times and go a couple yeah. levels, levels deeper every and single time you watch. What, it, I think that's
1: what um Get Out does not have. No, then that's so exactly it. Yeah. It's just essentially um I mean, you even, know, an interesting twist and a political message that's a little different and yeah, unique, but still great and still fun and funny and surprising. But this movie has a yeah, lot more layers and it's a lot more deep and it has a even different down, kind of message to it.
0: Even down to their weapon of choice. Like they're using scissors. Sure, why? Sure. Why? Scissors? Which is still
1: interesting, you know,
0: because scissors themselves are they serve a purpose. They 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 have a purpose to to cut things, but they also serve another purpose. They are they are mundane. Everyone has them in their house. Right. Like you don't think much like of, of a pair scissors but they're sharp and they're deadly and then even when you think about the makeup of what uh, well, what scissors are they are two opposite Separate. halves yeah put together to create one thing right yeah, so yeah. like that's genius yeah yeah so so to they are the like scissors are a physical personification of of these two characters of of the two mothers like together like they one is right one's the sharp side one's the dull side but they are you know when you put them together, they create one weapon, operational, that, one operational yeah. being. So yeah, sure. there is there there is something to, to be said, even even in that, even in the symbolism there. It certainly so. does. Ah uh, man, love this movie. Yeah. Kudos! <laughs> Can't wait to dissect it more some some other time. So I hope you guys enjoyed our little discussion here on us. If you're enjoying the show, please make sure you leave us a five star review on iTunes or anywhere that you listen to us. We are part of, we are on a lot of podcatchers. We are part of the Podfix Network. So make sure you head over to PodfixNetwork.com. Check out all the great shows that are part of the Podfix Network. Also, if you would like to get some additional content from the Super Movie Bros, you can go. To our Patreon. That's super supermovie bros podcast. And you'll get some extra episodes, some extra content. If you pledge a little bit more, you can get a gift from us or you can even help control the show. Our trailer Park music is provided to us by Thomas ianucci That is I A N N U C C I. And you can catch all of his music available on Spotify or on iTunes. Make sure you give it a listen. He is a great friend and a Absolutely fantastic recording artist. He's a gent. Of course, this show is sponsored by Blowfish to hangover cure. You can get your very own hangover cure by going to fourhangovers.com, use the promo code SMBFish, get your 15% off, and never wind up like Jay on a Sunday morning. I want to thank all of you guys for listening. Have a great night. Cheers. Cheers.